Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Potters Podcast. This is 2020. Bing bong, bing bong. <laughs> Ten. No, we've already had it. <laughs> welcome everybody. It's the New Year's Eve edition. Or New Year's Day edition. New Year's edition. Well, it depends how soon we are. When you're listening to it, it's yeah. whatever it's for. Could be 2019. Could be 2020. <laughs> it's, it's on the page. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll be out on the New Year's Day anyway, on or late New Year's Eve anyway. So sit back and enjoy. We've got plenty for you. And what's that? Well, we're going to go through everything that's been going on for the last ten years. Which is not a lot for your own fan, really, or is there? Well, there's a few bits, mate. A few there's bits a few big bobs. gaps in it as well. A few bits in there. We're going to go through all them, and then we're going to choose his favourite moments. We're going to have story time again. Yeah, which is now apparently everybody's favourite thingy, and we're—I we, think we've finally figured out about the pink panther debate. Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of stokies on here who knew yeah, it. Yeah, well, they were born then. We we weren't born till '87. I think it was past. But anyway, it's a new year now. Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you. How's your week gone? How's, how's, how's your New Year's gone? Have you done much? Did you go out? Were you partying or? Well, yeah, I went out for a few, but. I don't know, New Year's Eve's a funny one, isn't it? I think when you're younger, it's, you, you sort of thrive on it, don't you, a bit? But yeah, but we aren't 50 at the moment. So. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> I just always remember, like, I remember going out one New Year and went to the pub, bought a pint, went to the toilet, come back, and Buzz Lightyear was fighting with Gladiator on the floor. And I was thinking, how much drink have I had? I know, I can remember when one of the nutcrackers was getting very close to Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> on a night out, yeah, I can remember it, yeah. In, in some of the areas, Biddle of Congleton, it was always hectic nights. I can remember, but they were always hectic. They were never, they were never standard nights, New Year's. No, no. Never, never standard. No. I mean, there's some great fancy dress out there that people do really think about it, don't they? Long and hard. I mean, there's some bands as well. Oh, I know, yeah. I always remember one um, in Weatherspoons, two lads had bought. Um, a ball and chain and tied it to each other's leg. Now at first, when they were in the pub early doors, everyone was laughing going, that's great, they've got the black and white stripes on. I saw them about 12 o'clock going, yeah, well, I won't go to the toilet. Well, I don't, well, and you're thinking, well, you're either going to have cut it off or... <coughs> yeah, yeah, when you start getting battered and yeah. what you... You can sort of see them. I'd love to have seen them about three in the morning, mm. where one of them's still quite sober and the other isn't. And yeah, basically the top, of it, the top of the top of the what's it called, rumba toilets, one yeah. falling down. They want yeah. to hold it up to just all your back go home. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, some crazy ones. I can remember that one where that those two idiots actually handcuffed themselves, and the point was <laughs> they're supposed to only do it on one arm each. So it was supposed to be on yeah. but they actually done it on both. So <laughs> so even... the, but they were like the new policemen, they weren't chained ones, they were the black ones. Surprise. So they were like that. <laughs> Couldn't even drink that, get straw, so they could Surprise people didn't rob them. That's what I thought, the first yeah. thing I thought when I saw them, I said, how are they paying? So we were like sat there in the corner, like, not weirdly or perverted, we were just like watching and then, and then you saw the third mate yeah. come out and <laughs> pay things and put it back in the pocket. I'd have been dead tempted mess with them, putting men down. There we are now. <laughs> <laughs> every beer mats, mats down the trousers. 
straws, everything. <laughs> fuck, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you could have, you could have really made him pay for that. Oh, whatever. Well, yeah, it was a good story. So I mean, like it's been, it's it's been a good year, really, hasn't it? I mean, we've had a hectic year. Brexit is. is yeah, it's been. You could say finally ended, but I don't think it has. Boris Johnson's won. No, uh, Liverpool, I think I'll be 40 by the time. Liverpool have all of a sudden become the best team in the in world history. Live Liverpool. Pool. Live yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, another one went for them, didn't it, against Wolves? Yeah. Man City of the last year's greatest ever team and fallen away this year. It's. I think it's tough to do it third time. I do. I, I've seen a lot of teams fall behind to try and do it the third time, but. It can get boring, I think, if the same team keeps winning all the time. Well, that's it, yeah. Uh, so, well, that's it. It's, it's all. I think it's been a. I think it's been a good year for football, really. I mean, I think the Premier League's the most exciting it's ever been this year. With Leicester sneaking into the top three. Yeah. You've got um, Wolves who are breaking in. Palace are doing well, and you know teams that's where Stoke should be really if they if they use the brain. Yeah. But it, it's it's got it's, 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 it's gone good now. I mean, yeah. it's, like before, it was like the top four. Fifth and six, and then you might get the odd one who sneaks in. Group of five, but now, now Leicester are going to get in the Champions League. I hope that, that's right because it's come out in the new year. Well, but, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if um, Brendan Rodgers won Manager of the Year. I think he will. I think he well. I mean, I, I don't know because I mean, if Liverpool carry on, I mean, this moment in time, they've lost the game. They yeah. haven't lost a game. They've only lost one game in two seasons so far. So, yeah. you know, just destroying world club champions, yeah. Champions League. And it all done cool. in, and a lot of people have said it's all thanks to Shakiri. I nearly choked on my coffee then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do with him. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it's, it's like saying David May in '99 was the reason United won the Champions League. Thing is, though, he isn't a bad shout for. He's got me on the shortlist, Anthony Rogers, really for. Yeah, yeah. For what he's done at Leicester, and he's bringing kids through and. He is a great manager. He really is. Well, I've got a lot of time for Rogers. Everybody would know if the, if everyone remembers me old banter because before he used to be terrible on the page. The old pages like going nuts on there. And, but I did say when Mark Hughes was slipping, it was time for bringing Brendan Rodgers in, and everybody slated before it. Everybody yeah. said he's not good enough for it. He's not good enough for the Premier League anymore. And I said we should get him in from Celtic. We're ninth in the Premier League. We just beat Liverpool. Well, we, 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 it was the season when, I think his third season, where I think Mark Hughes' time was up and he should have gone. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, it's time for Ben Rogers to move us to that next level. And everybody laughed. Everybody said it was an idiot. Who's right now? I think, I think with Rogers, is, I know Scottish football gets bad press for quality. Yeah, but he did a season unbeaten. But, no, I, I think, because a lot, a lot of things went wrong towards the end at Liverpool, didn't it? Because of where they slipped up towards the well, end. Well, they lost Suarez, didn't they? And they couldn't yeah, struggle to replace him. I think morale died a little bit when they took the title away a little bit that season before. Yeah, yeah. But he's got Celtic and he's had time to perfect the way he wants oh, to play. Oh, he's built, he built a great Celtic side. I hate Celtic, I'm obviously Rangers aren't. But yeah, but he's had that time for, say, it doesn't matter who I'm playing, that's how I want my teams to play. Mm-hmm. And, and he's mastered it over time and... And now, obviously, I mean, he could have could have gone horrible. Hor- I can't, I could never say that when I've got a cold. Hor- horribly wrong mm. at Leicester, but some of the players, he's he's given a nearly alive. Yeah, he's he's done brilliantly. But another, but another good thing for this year is Arsenal are terrible. Best bit of news going now is they're oh. absolutely terrible. Yeah. 
True. So for them, them ones who are sat there going like that, going middle fingers up and all that, oh, Stoke's <coughs> gone down, worst club of the Premier League. I don't think you're far off. It's, they are. They are terrible. If they took, if you took away a Babiang from them. Or the, that Pepe who was supposed to be brilliant, he missed two sets as the only Well, I, I think they'd be uh, really struggling. I know. To be honest. United as well are terrible. It's, like I say, it's a big turnaround the Premier League has been the last two, three years. I'm enjoying it. I, I wish Stoke were in there. I really do. I wish Stoke were in there now because... But the problem is we're never willing to do what Palace do and Fingy do and be very smart when we bring in players and buy players. But anyway, we're not going back into that because we'll end up having a big argument about skulls. So, right, what's what's the first one we'll go into then? Here? Well, let's look back at the last ten years. Really. Let's start, let's go into it. The last ten years of Stoke City Football Club. Right, so, my first one I'm going for, which was the 27th of March, 2010, yeah. was the absolute wonder goal at West Ham for Ricardo Fuller. Is that where we started? Yeah. Starting right there? Yeah. Huh. I, I looked at that season... And it, not really a lot happened that year, to be honest. Well, the first um, season. The first, the 2009-10 season. Yeah. Obviously, we couldn't have the first half. But the second half of the season. Oh, well, we couldn't have first season in the Premier League, could we? Because it was 8-9. <coughs> yeah, different decade. Yeah, it's a different decade. Because I was going to say, what about Aston Villa? But they've just realised, yeah. 8-9, yeah. once you go 9. Yeah, 8-9. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's really that year... There wasn't really any sort of standout moment. Great goal though that was once. I can't yeah. believe it was James Collins and a few of us literally on the backside. Yeah, it was basically. A great bit of skill. The commentary was absolute goals. Yeah, oh he, my god! It's a <laughs> sensational goal. And then I think whoever was on co-commentator turned around and said, "Yeah, well the defending was poor." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was probably Martin Lawrence. Whatever, anything happens, it's, it's uh, yeah. He probably pissed on his chips a bit, really, like yeah. It. It was yeah. a bit like all that build up of the hype and the commentary that killed it. I all. think that was Fuller at his best, though. That was, I think, that, that was his true magic. That's because I mean, we've seen Goldwell against Wolves and against Villaways ran all down the pitch and like, gone round him like they weren't there. But that was just cheeky genius. Strength as well. He managed Bang, to bring his way through. Boot. Yeah, <laughs> just absolute cheek and genius that was. I think that was Fuller's best moment in the Stokeshire Tardy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the Villa one's up there as well, isn't it? The couple well, it is, and there's the Wolves one as well in the Championship. <coughs> went around yeah. literally everyone in a 4-2 win at Molyneux. Yeah. But I think that one was just genius. Right, go on to another moment for yeah. this next season. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously Stoke Bolton. Oh, when we lost 5-0 at the Reebok. <laughs> That's the year <laughs> after that. <laughs> um, yeah, obviously Wembley. Oh, what a um, game that was. I think a lot of people, uh, even older Stoke fans, have said it's one of their it's up best now, days yeah, it's, it's, it's my, It's definitely my top two, that is. Yeah. Without question. It was an unbelievable day. I can remember when the goals were getting in, and, and I was quite quite sort of not sure how it was going to go. Because I just thought we were going to lose. I still thought we were going to lose. I, I, I didn't think we were going to lose, but I had this feeling that it's Stoke, something's wrong will happen. Because everybody was bigging up Bolton. I can remember the before the show started I can remember watching it I think it was on my phone and it was a uh, Paddy McGuinness was on and somebody else who was a Stoke fan was this on ESPN? no it was on um, Soccer AM yeah and Paddy McGuinness was that confident that we were going to play Man United in the final he was like yeah we play United we'll get past Stoke like nothing I put a prediction of 4-1 Bolton <laughs> yeah. no we got it wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's strange because I can remember the whole day 
right from the minute he left the abs. Yeah, I can. Um, I can remember it was a lovely yeah. day. It was red hot. Yeah, it was a great day. Um, Absolutely great day. And we stopped at the services, and there was a load of Bolton fans giving us loads of banter as we were walking back to the bus. And we were giving it them back, and we jumped on the bus. Next minute, there was oil all over the car park off the Bolton bus. Yeah. And um, they got some stick off us. <laughs> and then they, they, I just had this feeling at that point going, is this our day? Is it our day? Is that sad? Yeah, I, I, I think that... Not very superstitious, mate, Alan, but on the day I was. Mm, I, I was very superstitious on the on the final. Yeah, it's... it's. I mean, obviously, Everton got us going, didn't he? With yeah, yeah, wonder goal, yeah. Yeah, great. Well, I think it's majority of them are great yeah, goals. They're all goals. They're all, they're all golden goals, all yeah. of them. Even Kelvin Jones, is brilliant finish. He took it round two and put it... Put fair it play to Jones in that moment, because when he plays the ball through... He has got time that run, bang on. Yeah, yeah. Because the ball is moving at such a slow pace yeah. that if he'd have moved one step too early, people forget outside. how good he was for Stoke. People, like, people say he's crap and everything now. He was a good player for Stoke, he was. He does a lot, do. He was mm. so calm in front of Yasko I've never seen a player as good as him in the air. I don't care what anyone says. There's just two players I've seen that good in the air Kevin Jones and Christian Vieri. Simple as that. I mean, the thing is, I remember at half time, people look at this three now. It's three now. I know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's just. I, it was one of them moments where you're going, this can't be real. Yeah. You, 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 think, you're, you think you're sleeping still, and I, I just remember when Uth just went, Avid, bang, bottom corner. I was like, oh my God, we're going to win this. And then you're thinking, oh, well, it'll, it'll go tighter in the second half. But then the Jonathan Walter show kicked in. Yeah. And he, he basically just ripped him apart he couldn't cope with him and his first goal for me was it's right up there oh they're brilliant goals both I mean, cut inside at the edge of the box it's just a brilliant finish he, he's for me one of the most underrated players I think the Premier League's ever had, yeah. had I think yeah Jonathan Walters it's like when all that stupid stuff that Robbie Keane Roy Keane came out was saying about yeah counties medals and all that kind of stuff but I tell you what he's a legend at Stoke Without yeah. a doubt, I yeah. think he was a brilliant player. He was never, he was never hundred percent consistent, but he worked damned hard. And he always, it's like how many times did they try to replace him? Okay. And he always broke back in the team. Yeah, always, always, even in his final season before he went Burnley, broke back in that team. Yeah, brilliant play. Yeah, right. Let's go to moment three. Right, this is. I'm gonna combine two moments in just for. Well, I'll tell you why in a minute, but. We played Wolves before we played Man City for the FA Cup final. Yeah. On a, I think it was a Tuesday night. Stoke weren't going down. I think we won three on the bounce, didn't we? We, won, in we beat Arsenal, didn't we? Yeah. We, we, and we, we beat Wolves as well. Now, the Wolves game was the last game before we played Man City. Yeah. He played a full side and we lost Edmonton through injury, who through injury, and he didn't need to could have played the kids in that game and it proper frustrated me a bit yeah. but then obviously we come on to the final um, he played him anyway didn't he he, yeah, he, gave, he gave an injection to Everton and in my opinion I think that killed finished Everton but best of it is what frustrated me in the second half was the first half I thought he looked laboured the second half he come out fighting a bit mm. and he was causing him problems and then he took him off yeah. And I thought maybe was it one of that way he could have said, Do you not start him and bring him on second half? Um, well, I mean the the problem is with that is 
which is what I don't agree with. For, if you remember with us, when we were got to the FA Cup final, there were still matches after the FA Cup final. Yeah. I think there was two or three matches. Yeah. And we played City again at their place, yeah. and, they, and they refused to... Because it was there, I think their, I think we played Man City on the last day of the season, and they were supposed to do a, a lap with the FA Cup, but didn't because they were playing us on the final right. game. And it was I've never I've never agreed with it. And after I think after that match they agreed to put it back. The the FA Cup was the last match. It should always be the last game. Right, of the but it wasn't either that or the Champions League. Well, it is always the Champions yeah. League, but the last English domestic game was always the FA Cup final. Yeah, but it wasn't for us. We we still had two Premier League games after that. Was that something? No, because it it wasn't a international year. No, it was, it was just, just, just you think for three or four seasons or five seasons they decided to make the FA Cup. A bit they wanted the FA Cup, they wanted the last Premier League match in the Premier League lift be the final bit of football. Yeah. It, it caused mayhem and still one of the unlucky ones. I mean, the one thing I will say about that day, one goal was going to decide it either way, I think. Yeah, yeah. Jones had all chance. Yeah. Kevin Jones had all chance. He did. And I think if he'd have scored at that point, Maybe we could have gone and we, I think, I've said this to my dad and said it a few times. If we'd scored that goal, I think we would have won the FA Cup. If he'd put that away, I think we would have won because he would have gone that defensive. He would, we probably would have brought Everton off and brought a left back on or Danny Collins or something just to did you, show that back line up. Did you stay till the end? And yeah, I left the trophy. I, no, no, I didn't. Did I was too. I was. I was. To be honest, I, I was really upset. I nearly got in a fight. Coming out the ground. That doesn't surprise. <laughs> I nearly got on a fight because I don't take that well. Because the thing is, for me, that was my dream. That, like for me as a young lad, being a Stoke fan, the only ambition I've ever wanted as a Stoke fan is to see is to see Stoke win an FA Cup. It's the only thing I cared about. Again, it'd be great if I saw us win league championships, but I'm not fussy. And and that was minutes away from my dream, and yeah. to have it snatched away like that but the thing is at the time you had hope you thought oh well they'll get to another final they, they might win this now but to see the the absolute fall apart of the club since really then the thing is I think this is what I do I do agree with what a lot of footballers are saying about the the love for the FA Cup it isn't quite what it used to be because when we were kids all we ever used to talk about was kicking the ball at Wembley Mm. is getting to that cup final that was what it was about no one was bothered about the league it was about getting to that FA Cup final do I tell you what's made the league a big thing in England it's made it a big thing because it's a, it, it's about the rivalry between Liverpool and United and that's what made the league a more yeah. more wanted competition between them two clubs because United had the reign for the early, early part of football being the top club in it. Well, originally it was Arsenal, then Leeds, then it was yeah. Man United, but then Liverpool took United's mantle off them and become the top team in England. And I think it made a big rivalry between clubs that who, who gets the most cups. Yeah. But I think the FA Cup, so it's lost its it's lost its glow now. Yeah. But even when I was young, I used to look forward to the FA Cup, and it's it's just one of them. Really. Do you miss the old Wembley though? I miss the old Wembley because I've, I've I've been there a few times. I went watch England there. I went watch Stoke there for the I think both four so glass trophies yeah. were there. Um, yeah, it was, it was. I do miss the old one, but I like the new one as well. I, I found it's a nice I found, I found, I found yeah. the new one magical on both times I went. So you know, but the big disappointment for me is that the club 
and this is what people don't, don't get what, where I come from when I say I don't want the coach family at the club anymore is the club was in the best position it could ever have been a couple of years after the FA Cup final and the board didn't spend money yeah and it, it's always going to it's always going to be why I won't I'll never sort of yeah. 100% get behind Peter Coates because yes he's done great things for this football club but if he had real ambition they should have been throwing 200 million in that squad and said right we're going to go try we're going to try to do a Leicester and go for things yeah but he never did no. and, he, and it's, it's always been my disappointment so it looks like for now in all on a, in a, well in our more recent lifetime that's going to be our duel see I stayed at the end so I left the trophy now a lot of lads had said why well, stayed well how many times are you going to see someone left the FA Cup but then at the same time for three weeks after every time I woke up all I could hear in my head was Blue Moon mm-hmm. yeah that, I hate that song no, I, I absolutely hate that song I think I was at work the other day and I worked with Jo and she, she's got her own little radio thing and we put, because I love I love the old 50s music, I do, I love it and here Blue Moon came and I said Jo turn that off now please yeah, and still old get, get it off now, because why, it's Man City's song and it reminds me of the final when we lost it makes me all upset and I'll end up hitting him in a minute <laughs> 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 yeah, so yeah, yeah, so what's, what's the other moment for? Right, I've gone for, because it was just, especially because it's in our lifetime where we haven't seen it and it was Stoke against FC Tun at home. FC Tun? Yeah, I know they're not a big opponent, but it was just because it was the first one. To, 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 to be brutally honest now, I'm pissing the chips. Well, I couldn't give a shit about that one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just, I don't know, it's just, they had the European music on. I, 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 I missed that one. Because I was in the, I think I was in IB for at the time. Yeah. I missed that one, but I didn't care till it came to the competition because that's the only time when it becomes real. When we played Quali- in the group stages. Yeah, qualifies. It was unbelievable. It's like I remember because the people who went on holiday, they're Rangers fans. They're used to Europe all the time. Yeah. And it, they were like, yeah, it's only Europe. It was, it's only Europe. Yeah. I'm a Stoke fan. I've yeah, been in Europe since '75. What? Are yeah. <laughs> I mean, what always makes me laugh is I can, I can remember. It. I can remember the game vaguely. I remember Glenn Wheeler scoring quite a good goal. Um, but the one thing I'll always remember from that game is in the away end, um, one of the FC Tum fans had a flare. Yeah. And when he lit it, he dropped it and set his mate's leg on fire. <laughs> and you can just see, you know like in the Bible when they say about the parting of the waves? Yeah, part of you the just street. saw like a parting of about four rows <laughs> while everyone was like, Ah, ah, you just saw this red smoke going off and you were thinking I, I spent more time watching the away end than I did watching the game at one point yeah, so. it, yeah it was and uh, it was great the, uh, the whole European experience was great but I can remember speaking to my mates at the time and I, I can remember saying that this is going to happen more often now because the, but again you, I'd never been so disappointed in a board in all my life the years after we got in Europe and then we didn't spend any money well. I don't, it just to, to, to this day, it, it upsets me. It upsets me that there's a, there's a board who've got billions in the bank, and if they put just a hundred and fifty million in to buy players, yeah, we could have been a one hell of a force, yeah, in this league because we had a good side. We had a very good, hard working industrial side. They had Crouch. It had bits of quality Crouch that get, get us out of the way. At that point as well, and you think to yourself, right brilliant left wing which we did get in 
Arnie in the first place anyway. But it was such a good hard working side, it was just missing that extra bit of quality to become a top yeah. team. And they didn't put the money in. No. And it, it's devastating to me. It yeah. is devastating. Well, I'm going to go with a, a bad moment for me. Um, Valencia away. Oh, you could have put some more good <laughs> European in. <then. laughs> yeah, there was a few, weren't there? We'd be I mean, I, I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about quickly about the group stages. Like That's when I got excited about the European games because I went every single home game except obviously FC Ton. And I can remember... Um, McCormick Tel Aviv was three now once yeah, as well. Yeah, we, we just we were beating them though, and and then I can remember that like, we Besiktas. I think we lost away because we, we looked like I thought we were going to take the group. Yeah, and uh, like you've got to remember though, that Besiktas side had Ricardo Karesmi. It was a good it side. Uh, yeah. Simao was was Besiktas at the time, and we beat them two one. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was two one. We beat them at home. And. What an achievement! And still to this day, it's a proud moment for me to go Stoke knock Dynamo Kiev out the out the Europe. Yeah, because we were a big side as well. We were then. Shevchenko played. Yeah, Shevchenko was up front. I can remember looking at him. He used to be. He's won a Champions League game. Yeah, and we're beating him. Yeah, great times. Absolutely yeah. great times. And another shout out. Kenwin Jones was incredible in that tournament. Yeah, he was in Europe. He was brilliant. Yeah, I mean. The Valencia one. That the, was disappointing. Valencia the the one. team he sent was what was so disappointing. I, f- I think what happened with that is that he put his first team out in the first leg, didn't he, against Valencia? Yeah, and then he said. And then he. Because he, he, we didn't win, he, he gave up on it. Yeah. We didn't, but but to be fair, we weren't doing well in the league as well at that yeah, time. We were struggling. We were struggling at the time. We were really struggling with the. Thursday, Thursday, Saturday, or Thursday, yeah. Sunday, whatever it was. We were really struggling with it. And. Uh, to be honest, I think he, he knew that if we carried on marching in that competition, we were going to get, we were going to struggle and, get maybe, and may, may go down. So yeah. I think he, he, he did it for the good of the good of the game, but it was very disappointing that he put a B side out. Stoke completely invaded Benidorm and Valencia, and I'm, I'm really fuming about it because at the time I was I was going to go, I was all excited, I was going to go to Valencia. Well, we're going to go Benidorm, stay for four nights, watch the match, and then come home two yeah. days later. And uh, everything was getting ready. I was just about to put my deposit down for the thingy, for the room. And then I went, I'd look at my passport and it ran out. Oh, no. Like three days before, three days before we were going to boot the flights, I found out I, I, couldn't, go. I, I couldn't go. Without getting Liverpool or something. Without getting Liverpool, getting it sorted. And I, I couldn't get it done because I was at work at the time. And because I think, when was it now? It was, it was a time, it was near, I think it was near Easter, wasn't it? And, you couldn't get any time off, so I couldn't get the days off to go and get my passport sorted. I was absolutely devastated to not go that match. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, though, you, again, you sat there going, oh, it's all right, we'll get in Europe in a couple of years again because the board will get behind it, and then yeah. it never happened again. No. never happened again, and it's so upsetting. Yeah. Right, this next one, I, I picked this out as a bit of a sort of wild card thing, only because... It didn't mean that much to us, but in footballing terms, it was a massive game. Last game of the season, Stoke against Bolton. Bolton had to win, and hope Man City beat QPR. QPR only needed a point, or hope that Stoke beat, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That Bolton didn't beat Stoke. And it was the same day that City scored the 90. Oh, the 97 Reddit Aguero Yeah, goal. the Aguero goal, which is probably going to be the greatest Premier League moment ever. <laughs> Pre- so greatest I thought I'll have to mention it because it was just incredible, wasn't it, that day, really? Yeah. And it's a shame that I didn't 
as much as I know it's we're at Stoke, but I, I, I tell you what, it was it was a good moment for me because City won the title over United. I can remember I was celebrating. I was, I was celebrating like I was a City fan. I was, yeah, because uh, at the time I never, I didn't mind City then, and if, even though they not they cost us my dream. United had played Sunderland away and they'd already finished there. They, yeah, they'd finished, they'd yeah. yeah they, they thought they'd won the title. Yeah. Ferguson was getting them all ready and the yeah. pitch going, come on now, yeah. we're going to lift the trophy and then we're yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two-footed now, it's not coming here. I, I think as long as most of us football fans are alive, you'll never forget what Paul Mason said on Soccer Saturday. Well, this is the thing though, is it the greatest moment or is the Arsenal one the best ever moment? Which one? The one where Mickey Thomas won it in the final seconds for against Boston, Liverpool. Against Liverpool. I think maybe back then, yeah, but in modern times now, over the last sort of fifteen years, there's no, there's no bigger moment for me. I, I personally say it's the Arsenal one, because the thing is, yes, that one with Aguero was amazing because he last minute and all that, but Mickey Thomas's what goal was against the team that was top? Yeah. And there's a big difference for me. They played QPR who were, who were near enough down. Well, I think they did go well, down. Well, they were 2-1 down at 90 minutes. I, mean, I know they were. I know yeah. they were down. But the thing is that that goal was against the team that was going to win the league. And that yeah. long ball went up, Mickey Thomas went through and cost Liverpool the title yeah. in the last kick of the game. If you were a Liverpool fan, you'd be in tears. But you could <laughs> say the Arsenal one when he went to Old Trafford. And what's it? Uh, I know. I know. I think they they still won the title if they did on it the week after, but they knew if they got uh, three points at United, they'd win the title, and United was second. Yeah. Um, I think was it Mark over Mars scored the winner. Oh, I'm not sure. About ninety-eight or something. Yeah, I can remember it being a close one. Yeah, yeah it was a close season. Yeah, um, and he went Barcelona a couple of years after. But yeah, that that mentioned it because obviously in modern times that game was ridiculous, wasn't it, for drama and whatever else. So <laughs> yeah, um, and it's notable as well if anyone can remember Crouch's little dive for our penalty. <laughs> Oh, and that against Bolton. When he went round, he, he went round the last man, and he, and he went down, and it, he went down. I don't know. Yeah, he was quite. He was apologising, wasn't he? Yeah, because he knew. He knew. <laughs> he was apolo- He was kind of apologising for that. Yeah. He looked like he tripped over a balloon. Yeah, he was, he was like looking at me, and he didn't. Uh, <laughs> and he honestly just slipped a little. Bit. <laughs> That's moments. Next moments. Next moments. I've gone for uh, Boxing Day against Liverpool. Oh. A 3-1 win for Stoke. Oh, that's good um, yeah, we were behind in that game as well. Uh, Steven Gerrard scored in the first two minutes. A penalty. That was that was when we always had a late kickoff on Boxing Day. Yeah. I think yeah. the year before we played Villa, and it was possibly the worst game of football I've ever seen. I, 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 to be fair, I can't really remember that that game that well. To be honest, um, I remember because Uzi. Um, Suarez got absolutely hammered by the fans all game and it was affecting him. Now normally Suarez wasn't that player who got affected, was he? Was that the year they were going for the title? Um, yeah. Um, the just he, he couldn't get his head round how much abuse he was getting. Well, I mean that's got to be a mention for the decade as well. That that year Liverpool did completely give away completely give away that. Gerard slept bust on to it will go well, do yeah. yeah. Of, course, of course, it will do, yeah. Because I mean, but he, what, he, he didn't lose it on that game. For me, it wasn't that game they lost. It the game they lost that title was the Palace one. 
where they were three nil up at all time yeah. and give it away and, yeah. and lost and drew it three three. That's the game for me where they yeah. lost that title. Yeah, I've never I've never seen anything like it either. That just just pure, just pure, and I remember Pulis's laugh at the end of the game, which is probably the most iconic gif of all time. Him going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the problem is, I mean, if I was if I was what Gerard's friend. I'd be saying to him, French, Liverpool, French. If he wanted to win major trophies year in, year out, he should have left. He should have. He knows he should have gone. Jack. Because the reality is, when Gerard was at his peak, he was better than every player on that squad. At one point, oh, Liverpool, he's better than Liverpool. There was times some Liverpool Suarez, yeah. But like in the sort of ten years earlier, some of the squads you had, you're thinking. They were awful. They were, they were. And Gerard pulled them out there by 2005 when they won the Champions League. It was him who pretty much dragged them through the, yeah, the yeah. knockout stage. Yeah, it was a terrible side that year. They oh, won the Champions sweet. League. Uh, the only player I ever remember at Liverpool back then. It's an old man as well. Was, for me, it was a good footballer, was uh, Xavi Alonso. Um, it was a great pass. Yeah, he was a player, he was. Yeah, he was decent. But yeah. They had Harry Kewell then, mm, back end of his career. I know. But yeah, like I say, so we'll go to the next moment now. Next one, this one's a great one. Yeah, I think this it's is great. My, I think this is my favourite ever moment. I can't even remember going home. I, I think I, I know. I think I know exactly what this one is. Where I'd never been happy. Yeah, I, I, I was. This is another one where I was kicking myself at all time, going, "Is this really happening?" And it's the last game of the season, Stoke against Liverpool. That day was brilliant. Yeah, I can remember that day because there's a quite a few Liverpool fans, and I still wind them up with this now. I still wind them up with this now because they'll sit there and go, "Oh yeah, we're going to win the league," and I go, "Yeah, but you still couldn't beat Stoke, they're good." He goes, "What do you mean, six one?" Yeah, um, Gerald's final game as well. I know. Yeah, it was, it was such a great day because there was loads of Liverpool fans, and I nearly sold my season ticket for a grand. Because yeah, Liverpool were getting, fans yeah. were trying to buy tickets yeah. and somebody offered me at work, so uh, one of the big bosses from upstairs, he only comes every now and again, he came up to me and goes, I'll give you the grand for that ticket. It's tempting that is. And I was so tempted, I was, I was so tempted because I thought, well still got no play for, but then... Didn't I, we go on an all day that day? No, 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 it was after, we, I think I didn't get home till like five in the morning. Yeah, I oh, God. yeah. <laughs> still singing. Like, we only beat him six, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just an amazing day. It was, amazing, it was amazing day. Yeah. It wasn't just that, it was the first half. It's the, it, that is the most perfect display from Stoke I have ever seen. I tell you what, it's ever not seen. half one of the best displays I've seen anywhere. In a first off, it was incredible yeah. the way we controlled that game. They couldn't cope with us. Yeah. We moved the ball perfectly. We passed Shakiri, Bowian, and Arnie. We're incredible that day. Yeah. But the shining star of that team that day was Stephen and Zonzi. They could they could, could not him. cope with no, him at all. The midfield midfield kept getting overrun by him. The defence were terrified to go to him because his every pass was carving him completely open. It was such a day, and I, I, I can remember. It, I, and it, but again, it fills me with a bit of disappointment as well, because I can remember it, that summer. I was so excited. I thought we're going to do things now. We're going to become a really top side now in England. England yeah. now, and then Inzonzi went, Begovic went. We bought Shakiri in, fair enough, but that was it. Yeah, Inzonzi was a massive loss. Luke, to, to lose him for seven million pounds is probably the worst business. 
history. In history, yeah. Especially since he moved for yeah. £38 million to Roma three yeah. years later. All his stats, he was that third in the division. He was an incredible player. And, and someone said to me the other week, he, he was first, it was like David Silva. Yeah, he was incredible. Do you know what I mean? Just thinking, well, incredible player. Seven million is ridiculous. But the side we had there, the side that, that purely South build and Mark Hughes built, <coughs> it all come together at that, for that season. Yeah. It all come together. You had the industrial players like Glenn Whelan, Shaw, Cross and Hoof. You had, um, what's his name, left back... Um, Peters, who, who was all scouted by by Pulis, remember? Yeah. You had Glenn Johnson at right back, a good workhorse that knew the league, Begovic in goal, and you had Crouch up front with Bowie Anders behind. It was such a team. And yeah, we were so far, so close to being a top class side again if we'd spent some money. I mean, you have mentioned in that game, and Zonzi's goals got me up there with one of the oh, best goals this great finish chest, the chest bang and that's why Liverpool defence couldn't go near him because he, he was hitting balls from everywhere they yeah. were just flying in he just when he hit it I just thought is that, got a, is that going over? I mean 5-0 at half time against yeah. Liverpool we, we murdered them and I think that ended Rodgers' reign as well yeah it was the final they all really wanted in the coffin but yeah I think that's why he's got a bit of a distaste for Stoke because of that result yeah now there's the question on that game. Did Money Ace really get injured or did he let Jared no, through? He let him through. You yeah. can see you can see in his yeah. face he goes, Go on, Steve. Because we were five nil up at that point, or six I think. No, five nil. Uh, they were like, we were five nil. Yeah, up, five yeah. nil up. Who, who yeah. cares? Stoke fans were just jumping around everywhere. <laughs> Bottles were flying everywhere. Yeah. Bread yeah. was floating about. Yeah. And I miss them I miss them days now and, and sometimes you do forget you do miss things when they go. When you when you look at the state the club's in now yeah. and how great those days were, you, you don't cherish them as much because you think, oh, better times are going to come. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then you realise that the club doesn't know what it's doing. Because at that point, I thought, the club knows exactly what it's doing. Yeah. But for me, after that 6-1 result, Stoke fell apart. I think, I think sometimes you can get a little bit naive. I always remember going the game, I think, against Watford at home. We lost 2-0. We didn't really play that bad. It was an awful game. And they just go out and go, well, we'll win next week. And we did. Went out next week, won 3 yeah. 0. And that's sort of how Stoke were. You, yeah. you, you, you always don't appreciate them times as, as much as you probably should. So, uh, right, another good day for me was uh, Stoke Man City, 5th of December. Marco Onatovic. Oh, double. Yeah, yeah, I remember Early that. Doors, I remember that pass from Shakiri. That was that's probably the best all-round display I've seen Stoke. Yeah, that that was like I mean, this is what I mean about people who, who have a go at Mark Hughes. I understand why people have a go at Mark Hughes, but for me, he gave us some of the best football I've seen at Stoke without a question of a doubt. I mean, that performance against Man City was incredible. The, Absolutely the reality incredible. is with Mark Hughes, I think. It's easy to forget that the players that he did mention he wanted and the board said, we aren't paying for that. If he'd have got all of them players in... We would have been a top side. We'd have been a top side. Because a lot of players that he mentioned, Stokes board turned around and went, no, we're not paying that. So if you name them all, Yarmolenko, Witzel and all that sort of people, yeah. all of them had come in with Arnie, Shakiri. And, oh, and everybody else. Well, I mean, if you let Steven Zonzi and got done what the club, <coughs> the club should have done, replaced him with Alex Vetsel. Yeah, he would have replaced Glenn Whelan anyway. Yeah, and he's in that day a difference of players. So. We're after Smolov, who, who's one of the most lethal players in Russian football. 
we were after him, could have got him if we yeah. made that little bit of extra money, but we didn't want to and got Osselu instead. Yeah. And we all know how crap he was. So yeah. Well um, this this month this month of the of this season was brilliant for us because next up was Man United. Oh I would be that well, Sunday. Yeah. That was to me. I, I can remember the stride from Arnie as well, where he, he, he the free kick at the wall, he chested, he kneed it, and then volleyed it in the top corner. I think I think this one's probably a lot more underrated than people give it credit for because there's there's, there's something about beating Man United. There was for us. No matter what, whether it's one nil, two, it don't matter. Because I don't think Peel did it. Did he? With Mark Hughes? Did no, he? Got a draw, didn't he? Um, but there's something. So, so amazing about beating Man United. No matter how you get it, as long as you beat them. Well, they didn't beat us for two seasons, did they? No. And there was that year when we beat them moment away. If if you lost the next four, I, I wouldn't have cared. Because it's United. The big time Charlies. How many glory hunters do we have live around around Stoke? Oh, yeah, they're everywhere. Bang on yeah. about United all oh, the time. It, it was a big, it's a big thing for us, because when we were young, Stoke were terrible. And you know, you had all these glory hunters who supported Liverpool, supported United, some were Chelsea fans for some reason. Yeah. You had the one or two Everton fan. And you know, being a Stoke fan, even in your own city, was a bit embarrassing because Stoke, like I say, under coats in the nineties were terrible. We had that stint in the third tier. So to then come back up to the Premier League and play some of the best football in the Premier League and beat the best teams, yeah. beat United week in, week out, and beat Everton and beat Chelsea. It's just a great, it's just yeah. a great time at the time. Yeah, you should have pinched yourself more, maybe at the mm. time. You should have appreciated more at the time, and I think that was one of the, the biggest things about that, really. Well, we didn't stop there that month because we had Everton away, which was it, yeah, no, it was great. A Premier League classic, really. And know, that that year was some of the best football I've seen in Stoke, and one of the most proudest because we beat Liverpool six one. I think that year we beat City, and I think we beat them away, didn't we as well? Who? I think we beat City 1-0 away as well. That yeah, that's one I've missed off on my list, actually. That's yeah. the bit, I think that's the season after. So, um, But I'll mention this one now solely, really, for the Shaqiri goal. Because he's absolutely... He didn't mean that, though. He did. He? he didn't mean he that. He did. He wasn't even looking up, he did. <laughs> that was meant to be just a, a ditch cross. He, didn't he, was like, he was like, you know, like a sand wedge in golf? Yeah. Like a nice old chip. <laughs> he had spin on and everything. He meant that. All day. No, he didn't. He was thinking about that that before. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Oh, my God, look look on this. The only thing I will say about that game is, watching it back, is the defending in it at times was woeful. Oh, yeah, both sides, There was the first time I sort of went, we do need strengthen at the back. Well, it was a Wolfshire was at the back then, wanted. Like I said, we spent no money on the defence for years. Yeah. Years we spent no money. I think I think under Mark Hughes' reign, I think we only spent something like twenty five million on the back line of thirty million, which yeah. is nothing for a Premier League club. Thing is though, this is why this brings me into this bit. Just just as a mention, towards the end of that season in April, in three games we conceded twelve goals in three games. And is that's, that the one where we had that run of four 0 defeats? Well, we had a two all draw against Swansea. Then we lost to Liverpool 4-1. We lost to Tottenham 4-0 at home. Yeah, it was a run. Man City 4-0. Yeah. Yeah, it was that run where we... That's when it all started crumbling. Yeah. Yeah, after that Christmas, that's when everything started crumbling apart then. It was it was then. Right. I hate to go into more negative, but that's where we are, really. 
unless you want to mention the Man City goal. We'll talk you? about the Man City game. That that was a great game. That um, was. Stoke West Ham for all the wrong reasons. When was that? Um, when Arnautovic returned with West Ham. Oh yeah, proper put the boots in. Yeah, it was an hostile atmosphere that day. Yeah, and he didn't help himself that day. No, and he, and he he killed any sort of feelings that Stoke had for him. For him anyway, he yeah. just killed himself really. Because yeah. the thing is, I think he played his best football in the Stoke shit. And the thing is, now he's gone to China and he's he he, he he's no hero at West Ham. The fact is, he was gonna he was gonna sit there and go, oh, one, he was a legend. Well, the trouble is, now they've cut the wages. It's gonna look like he might be coming back somewhere in Europe. So, well, he never he might be coming back to Stoke and become the hero again and get us back up. I'll yeah, tell you so. what, he'd have, he'd have to do some right to suck it up for coming back. Oh, his talk is getting United, isn't it? It's not good. He's not freaking United. I, I, I think. think he is. I think he's a brilliant player. Not at his age he? now. Well, he's only thirty, isn't he? Yeah. He's not an old man. Yeah, another bad day for us. Really, the day we got relegated. Oh God, it's getting worse here now. Be <laughs> <laughs> crying a minute. <laughs> I've remembered a good one though, which will bring up. Well, I'll, I'll tell you a bigger one than that. I think the biggest moment for me that season was when I realised that we're going to get relegated from the Premier League when Charlie Adam missed that penalty against Brighton. Yeah, that for me cemented. Oh my God, we might go down here. And I, I can remember it like it was yesterday because before that I thought, oh it's alright, we'll get a few results because we weren't that far away. I thought we'll get a few results, Brighton will get, we'll get three points and it'll, it'll all start looking rosy. Yeah. But then I saw Charlie Adam miss that penalty and then miss the follow up because it looked like he he literally was running on a bouncy castle. Yeah. And the defender got there first, and I can remember putting my hand on my nose, going, "We're going to go down this season. We're going to yeah. go down." The problem is, me trying to find good moments two seasons before we went down is tough. Yeah, it's been, it's it, been it, horrendous. You know what I mean? It, it's, it has, it's ever since that, like I say, that Everton results. And, it, and I'll tell you when the, the big turnaround happened, when, when we lost to Liverpool in the, in the League Cup semi-final. Because that was a good moment for me. The penalty shootout. Yeah, because yeah. it was another cup run. And I can remember Chelsea here. Another great moment was when Jack Button saved that penalty, penalty. against Chelsea. Against Hazard. And I remember <laughs> Remy. Remy literally missed an open goal, which which helped us through, which got which got us into the penalty shootout. And I, I can remember it was it was a great night that was that was. I can remember being there, and I don't normally go night matches because I'm you know, I'm either working or I'm not. But I went that one, and it was it was a great night. I, I was like punching the air, going, "We might do something in this." Yeah. Club. And then when we got to the semi-final, it was really strange because we we played poorly at home in the first leg of the semi-final. Yeah. But then played amazing at Anfield, and I remember that I think it was Arnie got an injury, and we had to put Shakiri on the left side because I think Walters was on the right, and it was horrendous. Shakiri was absolutely horrendous on that left side, and yeah. I can remember the ball coming to him a few times, and he put terrible balls in. And I, I thought, I thought when we got the penalty shootout, I thought, yeah, we're going to do it now. We're going to, we're going to go to Wembley again. But now, but that was always his problem anyway. If you watched him play, if you put, brought him in on his wrong foot, teams used to do it all the time too. They'd watch him and go, right, we'll double up on him, push him onto his left foot, push him onto his left foot, so he's got to use it. You, one of you stay on the right, one of you stay in front of him. You can't go anywhere. Mm. 
and he's doing it all the time. He's very one dimensional, yeah. really wasn't that? It was always a problem. He's good, he's good at for Liverpool, or when he was at Bayern, where you bring him in now and again. But when you have play him every week, like Stoke needed, he needed being a hero every week for Stoke, and he couldn't handle it. Arnie could, Shakiri couldn't, Bowian couldn't. But Arnie could. He, he he performed near enough every week. Everything came through Arnie yeah. in those years. Yeah, and, yeah. When we lost Arnie, killed Stoke. Um, I'll come back to the last two seasons. One. That's well, it's sort of sad in one sense as when Pulis left, isn't it really? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. I, I was upset. But to be fair, at the time I thought it was the right time to let him go at that point. Yeah, I think I think everybody had the same feeling. I, I think it was time at, the, at, at that point. Yeah. And it, at the time it seemed a good decision because we were playing brilliantly under Mark Hughes and we thought that you know things were only going to get better but the problem is as soon as that Pulis team started to get too old and need replacing <coughs> the club just couldn't do it until this day they still haven't been able to do it no because they, they never fixed the problem of what, what was there but Pulis is a legend to me he's, he's, he's the best manager I've seen so yeah without a question of a doubt because he's achieved things yeah that's the big difference I mean a lot of people slag him and say his football was boring it was this it was that but the thing is he achieved things yeah first man to get us in the Premier League first man to get us into a FA Cup final First man to get a result in Europe. Yeah. So you, you can't take anything away from him. The thing is, though, you look at any other club he's managed, West, West Brom. They sat to him at West Brom, oh, he was terrible. Yeah. Well, he went down the following season. Yeah, look at Middlesbrough now. Yeah. Middlesbrough are terrible at the moment. Yeah, they were fighting for playoffs. Yeah. Not, he's only two minutes ago. So at the end of the day, he's, he's re- his reputation stands for by. Oh, he's a brilliant manager. Yeah. yeah so. The thing, when he did that with Crystal Palace, just shows what a manager was when literally they were, they were down and he turned them around and kept them up on the final day. Yeah. Incredible achievement that was. And deservedly won manager of the year. Yeah. So that's a uh, sort of note it's got to be mentioned over the last 10 years, really. Yeah, best manager I've seen still. That's. <laughs> I can't really call this as a memory, but I've had to put it in there. Last season's draw specialists. Oh, we were. Yeah, under Gary Rowitz, yeah. I've got here the 9th of March, nil nil. The next game, nil nil. The next game, nil nil. The next game, nil nil. <laughs> so, the whole of March, we didn't score a goal or concede one either. Did anyone actually even go out on the pitch? Is it just like. Someone's yeah, I remember that. Yeah, just incredible. But to be fair, that's what we needed at the time. Yeah, stability. The, the thing is, it's stability and he was building something. <coughs> He was building something that was that was able and capable to shut games out, shut yeah. games out, and stop that defeat losing that was happening every week. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, it's it's one of them, isn't it? Really, another one we missed off the list there was the Asaidi Asaidi screaming the three Chelsea. two three yeah. two win against Chelsea. That was an incredible night. That was, and I missed the third goal again. Yeah. I can remember walking outside because I was, I was in the other end then, and I, went, I was on my own that night. I can remember because I, I think it was a night match, and I can remember Asiedi well, yeah. came off the bench to play because I think Carney got in, was injured or something, and, and I was walking outside and I just heard this rough flick up. And I went, oh no! What for missing? I probably missed one of the greatest goals in the last decade. Another one. That's worth a mention. Um, Pulis when he come on at half time, 
Yeah, that was a great moment, that was. It was like something out of a movie. Yeah, it was like Rocky, that was, when yeah. he came back. He was like, Pulis, Pulis. And to be fair, Galvan has the second goal. He did, yeah, he won after that, yeah. didn't he? I think he came back to win, didn't he? Yeah. Great result. No, that was a chat now. I can't remember what game that was now. Yeah, it was... Uh, did he have fam? Somebody? Hell of the family. Yeah, I think his mother died. His mother died. And he, yeah. That's why he went... And he wasn't supposed to come back, but he, he came back half-time because... Yeah. He wanted to see how the lads get on, didn't want to leave him. He, he needed theme tune when he came down the tunnel, really. He needed something as he walked through. It was a great moment, that yeah, was. I mean, brilliant. Another, another great moment that I remember well was the 3-3 free, free draw against Norwich, where did Cameron Jerome scored that absolute scissor kicked genius strike. Was he against Southampton, that? Was he? Yeah. We've had this argument before. Who scored that screamer, then? It's, it's, it's against Southampton. We played Southampton. Why do I keep thinking that's Norwich? I don't know. It's not, not even close to the same colour kit. I keep thinking Norwich for some reason, that 3-3. Free free. No, it's Southampton. Yeah, it's, was it Southampton? Yeah. A decent Southampton side as well, because I think it's when they still had the likes of uh, Lallana and everybody there. Yeah, they were good. Um, I think Manny was there at the time. Yeah. yeah, it was a great time. I remember... Just, I think we were 3-0 down, weren't we? That's what it was. <coughs> oh, yeah. Or 3-1, and we just brought it back. Great night, that was great goals. Great great performance. There's, 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 there's a few games that have probably missed off there. Well, I'll tell you what you've missed off. Probably one of the greatest goals I've seen in the Stokeshead. Well, Peter Crouch against Man City. It? Yeah, it's it's got to be... There's, there's a few you can keep going. I mean, the other Man City game, um, Matty Edrington. 90th minute. Oh, well, we beat through it and beat the end of it. Because I think goal. Richard scored for them in the well, 84th minute. That was the And the game looked, I thought, once they score, we're done. Yeah. And um, Tunshire back heeled it to him, left side, and he just dragged it across the goal. It went in bottom corner. And it was about the 90th minute when he scored. Yeah. Um, there's a few. I mean, the <laughs> chief one at City. Yeah, I mean, it's one on one. I can remember that. What I don't know what decade it was. That's the problem now. Thinking because you bleed into one, but yeah. there was that time when you scored against Portsmouth. See, that's I think it's two thousand and nine when I had a look. Great finish that was. Yeah. It? it was a great time. Because yeah. I, I was thinking of the Glen Whelan at Spurs mm. when Sebo had the game of his life in goal, but that was before two thousand and ten. I can remember that run as well. Tommy Sorensen must have been in that run when he, he saved them three straight penalties. Yeah, um, I mean, this loads when you think about it. But we're gonna have to talk about that. That Peter Crouch goal against Man City. Oh my God, what a goal that was! Yeah, incredible strike. Doing the post now. I know. I remember all the Stoke fans doing the post now. Yeah, it's a middle finger to Man City, and I thought we were gonna win that game until Yo Yo Toure scored an absolute worldy as well. Yeah, Yo Yo Great day that was. I remember. I just remember now where. I can remember him chesting and thinking, what's he going to do here now? And I just seen him unleashing. And I thought, that's going to go in. Because I was right across and I could see, he was right in front of me. He was literally, if you if you look at the video slowly, you can see me and Lee sat there. Because the way the angle it was. Yeah. And I kind of just hit it and thinking, that's going to go in. And it, oh my God, what yeah. a goal. I always remember, because I sat right down the goal and uh, Joe Hart looked at the Stoke fans, smiled and went, yeah, what, what, yeah. Even he was like, yeah, he, what could I do about that? I, I love Joe Hart because he was always game for a bit of banter when he came down Stoke. Oh wow, uh, yeah. Frank Lampard was good as well. Yeah, he Lampard, loved it. He always had a bit of stick. And he Carol, 
Andy Carroll loved it as well, well yeah. Where's your caravan? <laughs> <laughs> where's your caravan? That can go on the list. Um, <laughs> Favourite moment when we were taking the mick out of Carroll? Another one has got me there. Bagovic's goal. Oh, Bago, yeah, against Southampton once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, Norwich. He's, still, he's still old the record uh, for the longest goal scored in football. <laughs> it was funny, that was, because I remember he bouncing in front of Boric and he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, though, I remember someone saying, oh, well, it was dead windy down Stoke that day. It's but always windy down Stoke. But that, that's like the Crouch thing. Crouch didn't win goal of the season for the Man City game. Oh, that was that was that because was of Papi Cissé's goal. Yeah, that which win. did catch the wind. It, it did catch the wind. It catched the typhoon mid air. Yeah, yeah there's no kill. way that ball could that, do what it did. Even even Gary Lineker said that this is a disgrace. He said yeah. there's only one winner for goal of the season, yeah. and it's not Papi Cissé. He missed out on both. No, he won. <coughs> No, no, he missed out on both. CC got goal of the month, and got goal of the season, season for that. Yeah. And it was just, it was a good finish. Don't get me wrong, it was an incredible goal. But but if you watch how he hits it, there's no way you can make it spin one way and then go the other way. Because if you watch it, he slices it, it goes round. Yeah, then the but wind then all of a sudden it goes back again. Yeah, the wind caught it yeah, and it went in the It's, it's a joke, really. Yeah, it's not brilliant. It's, it's what happens when, when the small clubs don't get the votes yeah. because it's a public vote. And see, it's about that, like that year when. Remember when Jack Wiltshire scored goal of the season and it was just like a volley from the 20, 20 yards. Yeah. It's like, how was that goal of the season? He even said to Jack Wiltshire, Jack, and that deserved goal of the season. It was well, people have spoken because he's an arrogant, you know. Oh, yeah, I don't like him really. No, he, he, he's he, calling him a professional footballer is an insult, really. He's a professional yeah. lazy. Nielsen. Well, he's not really, not really done anything at West Ham, has he, really? No, they, they hate him and all. I've got another one here. For a mansion, um, a certain naked Tony Pulis and James Beatty. No, that wouldn't have been the right year, would it? Yeah. Would it? Yeah. And a Beatty coming. He coming first scene. Was it? Do you know how much it messes out by what? a month? It happened in the end of yeah, December. Yeah, I didn't it was think close. That. I knew it was close. Um, we had two sad ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a couple of sad, sad obviously moments, yeah. uh, Texiara, the yeah, defender. Yeah, Tom's Texiara, yeah, that yeah, was it. Yeah, he had a heart attack. Heart attack, what was it, 26? Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't know he hadn't played much football for Stoke, but he's still part of the Stoke club. He's still part of the Stoke club. He, he, he came from, I think, Slovenia at the time. Yeah. Um, Slovenian league. Didn't really make any much of an impact at the club. But uh, it was you'd shun, it, people shouldn't be losing their life at that age, no. 24, 25, no. it's, it, it's such a shame and they need to do something about these heart attacks because it's happening way too often. Yeah, there's, there have been too many, haven't there really? There have been too many. It was the lad at Bolton. Uh, he survived and he Yeah, I mean, he was lucky really. Yeah, because there's a doctor in the crowd, wasn't yeah. the Tottenham doctor, yeah, so. saved his life. Another uh, loss we had was Gordon Banks. Yeah, that's a big one, that is. Yeah. That's, that's losing, like the... That's like losing the granddad of the club, that is really. Amazing that memorial was at the ground there once. Yeah, it was, we did, to be fair, Stoke had been poorly run for a while, but they did that brilliantly. Some of the strips we saw, because I've still got it on video, that some of the different clubs that had come in. It was a great team, it was great at the time. Like it was quite we, emotional that yeah, day. Yeah, it was. It was I, I can remember, because you've got to remember that when I grew up, and I can remember Gordon Banks playing in a testimonial match, I think it was the last day of. 
the Victoria ground and I can remember seeing him play and I can remember seeing Stanley Matthews as well but he was he, he, he started to look really frail at the time Stanley was then but I, like I said I've, I've, I thought I'd met him at one point when I was young and apparently hadn't Dad said he hadn't but he was such a he was such a great date. We, I think we really made him proud, to be honest. Yeah. I think the funeral was well well looked after as well. I think we really made a good good. Nearly everybody in football turned out for that funeral as well, didn't they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Was, well, I mean, to be fair, he's the only one. You know, you could. There's only there's only one goalkeeper that's won a World Cup in England. Yeah. And it's Gordon Banks. Yeah. There's loads of players that have won the World Cup. But there's only one goalkeeper that's well, one of them. The great thing I read um, after his funeral was, if you don't know Gordon Banks, you know the save. Oh yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's that's the thing. Even all these years later, people, dads show it. The, the kids don't they? Yeah. they if, like if they're a goalkeeper, yeah. he was a goalkeeper. Proper yeah. goalkeeper. He was the best, Andy. Yeah. Manx was without question, no doubt. And a great servant to the club as well. Yeah, he was, yeah. Well, I mean, Shankly was a big fan of him at the time. I was desperate to take him to Liverpool, but Tony Waddington convinced him to come, come play for Stoke. And to be fair, though, at the time, Stoke were a big club at the time, especially in the, early, in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. Stoke were, were a big, big, big side, side in yeah. English football. And uh, we got him, incredibly, yeah. and helped us to his greatest honour. So... You know, he's he's the only goal again with Stoke is the only goalkeeper to win a trophy, a major trophy as a Stoke goalkeeper, the only one. So he's the only England Mac goalkeeper to win it. He's the only Stoke player to win a yeah. major honour as well. See, we did have another player who ventured for England quite recently, but it didn't quite get to plan, did it? Who was that? Ryan Shawcross. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't go well. Zlatan scored that it. Didn't go well at all. A little game. bit of a, a thirty order over him, didn't he? It's such a shame for Ryan, and it's such a shame because I, I, th I think he's been let down by the club. I think when he was alongside Robert Tooth, I think Ryan was one of the best defenders I've seen. And well, he's definitely the best defender I've seen at Stoke. Yeah. But when he was with Hoof, he got a partnership because he had the hard man next to him, and Ryan would do the other bits of the work, yeah. pass it to Glenn Wheel, and it would all be okay. Or Dean Whitehead, for example, but he just after who got that injury and didn't look the same player. We never, we never brought a decent replacement in for Hoof. It's that partnership, and it was that partnership that was lost, and he, he was basically yeah. a part of a terrible defence that was not being looked after, not being, not having any money spent on it. And I feel, I feel sorry for him, and it's like he got this one chance for England, which was probably two years too late. Because I think his best days were when he was in his mid-twenties when he was at Stoke. Yeah. And he, he just didn't get that opportunity. And then eventually Roy said, right, I'll give you a go. And Zlatan played one of the greatest games he's ever played. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is with Zlatan, he is a top, top player, isn't he? Yeah, it's so, just one of them days where Zlatan turned up and <coughs> yeah. it was un unplayable. There's been plenty of players, haven't they, over the years? Yeah, that but Ryan was, I think, was Arsenal Cheetah. I mean, let's be honest, who was a better centre about Ryan Shawcross or Stephen Culkin? Well, where even is Culkin? That's what I mean. He, so, he got he got five caps and Ryan only got one. Yeah. So it shows you how pathetic the England team is at times. Yeah. And the policy of bringing players on. Just because Culkin was at Spurs. Yeah, at just because he played for Tottenham. Basically, yeah. that's the only reason. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's one or two. I, I mean, you could mention a few. The Adam goal at Chelsea. 
Adam got United as well. Yeah, the worst robot I've ever seen. Celebration. <laughs> yeah, there's loads when you start thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. But we're out then, so now we'll move into the next bit, which I'm sick of saying. Well, I've got a couple of non Stoke ones to mention for the decade. Well, we'll do them after we okay. pick, because we'll pick his, his top three moments okay. of the decade, then we'll move on to the decade. decade. <laughs> Finish it off with the decade. Right, I'll go first with my third favourite moments. My third favourite moments of Stoke was the Peter Crouch strike against Man City. I think that to see a goal like that against a top team like Man City because yeah. to be honest under Pulis we didn't see many cracking goals it was always headers at the near yeah. post tapping here yeah. tapping there but to see Peter Crouch who's not known for long distance drives or real technique outside the box to chest it and then hit it on the volley like that yeah. and beat a keeper was just and then not only that as a fan though being in that crowd and all Stoke fans doing a pause now yeah. was incredible and it's just a great moment for me incredible moment and it'll, it's always in my mind that is yeah. and it will be for the last decade yeah now yours did do you know what I might go I won't try and be a little I'm going to go opposite to you so it's a bit more I'm going to go with the Liverpool game for the third Liverpool game for third only because it didn't actually really mean anything to it was a great day don't get me wrong but as far as importance goes there wasn't much resting on it was there at all no um, no it, it's it was just a great day all round for being a Stoke fan wasn't it yeah made yeah. me proud to be a Stoke fan at, at least and Liverpool are like United and the fact that you don't want you just want bitten you always do it's that big time Charlie team that have won everything, done everything, and if you can get one over on them, yeah. it, it's nice. And yeah, it, it's got me on there for the third one for me. Well, for me, second choice, tough in this, is, but it, it's the same game uh, Liverpool 6, Stoke 8, Liverpool 6, Stoke 6, Liverpool 1. It, it's, it's one of the most shocking but proud moments of me footballing, watching. As a fan, really, yeah. it was just an incredible game, and I, I can remember just every time we were hitting the ball, it was getting the net. Every time Stephen Zonza was running forward, he was creating a chance. It, it was one of the most perfect halves of football I've ever seen. Incredible yeah. performance, and it goes dead close. To me. Like I say, it's close to first for me. That is because I can remember walking into work with all them plastic Liverpool fans with my head that big that I could barely fit it through the doors. Just like that, banging my head everywhere because yeah. was like, what was the score weekend? It was it was the best best moment for years. And I know Steve Ankers, who works on my place, had a week off that week because he knew this because he yeah. knew the score and he didn't want me near me because I was going to turn him a new one. See, my second, and I, I don't know why I've completely forgot to mention it because it was just amazing. Um, I'm quite annoyed with myself that I've not mentioned it really. Um, it's got to be Stoke West Ham in the quarter final. Oh, Danny Higginbottom. The day was, I, I think it was a Sunday the game. Yeah, it was a Sunday kick um, off, yeah. And just, I just remember, because I fell down about four rows of stairs <laughs> and ripped all the skin off my shin 
and it was a right mess, it was hobbling around the pub later on. <laughs> and I just remember having that, you remember that feeling when you were a kid thinking, I, I could, like, go in Wembley. Remember the auto glass, you know, like, the first time, and you were going, I'm going to Wembley, I've got to get my tickets, I've got, it's just this elation of, like... Oh, it was bedlam. It, it, it was absolutely yeah. bedlam. I remember walking through the pub doors and do you know as daft as it is there was Liverpool fans and the United fans and like even congratulating you saying yeah you did dead well today and I don't know it just gives me goosebumps thinking about it and um, it's it, from the West Ham right the way up to City it, it's a journey even when you're not playing the, the actual game well I can remember knocking Wolves out as well yeah, we, we played Cardiff as well in that tournament, didn't we? Yeah. Because it went to their place. I can't remember Wolves because I think we drew with them at Stoke and then beat them 1-0 at their place on a Tuesday night. I know Cardiff. Cardiff, Cardiff was. was a Tuesday night. Once Cardiff, Brighton. The reason I remember it was on Welsh TV and you had to put signal radio on because it was all in Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> Brighton, was, Brighton was the other game. Played no, Brighton. I, I can remember Wolves. I can remember yeah. beating Wolves as well, but I think that was second game in. Yeah. Um, but... It was just that, that elation, because I remember at the time, I didn't have my season ticket because I was working on Saturdays. Um, I had to camp out at uh, the stadium for a ticket because I got a West Ham stump. You could uh, you got sort of second priority for a semi-final ticket. And oh, I would have been one of them ones smiling, walking past you all. <laughs> Hello. The thing is, <laughs> if I'm looking at like a memory, that, that night, um, I got dropped off, it was freezing cold, um, I took a flask of coffee with me, sat there on my own and the next minute a group of lads come down, didn't know, have a clue who they were, I've never seen them since and um, one of them bought a ball, one of them ordered a takeaway and the other one went and fetched 24 cans of lager <laughs> and they had one of the best nights on the car park ever, <laughs> we had a five-a-side game and everything and as after as it is, I've never seen them once since, and it was just like I'll never forget that as long as I live. I don't think that yeah. night it was brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I go with my face. I remember that game. And it was because I went, I went, and, and, and I had a feeling all day we were going to win. I don't know where I get where I got it from, but then I can remember Danny Ingham taking that free kick and we were going in, and I thought we're going, yeah, we're going to Wembley, yeah. and I, I couldn't believe it at the time. The old ground was singing Wembley. Yeah, it, it, if I could go back to the time, those times, like, like being a Stoke fan, they were brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Those times were because we were achieving things. And we, but the thing is, what people forget now is how how much of an, how much they were over overachieving. Yeah, for a player, yeah. for a group of average players that people called them how they were overachieving the way they were, getting into FA Cups finals, getting knocking decent teams out of Europe, yeah. beating teams like Arsenal 4-1 and, and all these. Yeah, you have to really look at it and see how much they were overachieving at the time. Yeah. And like I say to you now... It was your whole life at one point. I know it still is for us in one it, sense. It but is, but it's, it's not the same anymore. Because at the moment it's back down to being... Because at the moment, the reason why I don't like it at the moment is... You don't know what performance you're going to get. You don't know what where results are going to come from because it's so mismatched. Yeah. It's like the other day when like week when we won two in a row and then lost two in a row. Yeah. It's like well, there's no going nowhere are we at the moment? But uh, the thing is with that team with Peel, she knew we were going to get results. So 
Yeah. Until unless we were playing Chelsea, Man United, or the top boys, we knew we were getting a result. So a draw or a win, it was yeah. always going to happen. But uh, it's like the kit, though. You look at how much the kit is at the start of the season. It's dead expensive. Back then, you pre-order it. He's pre-ordered by it. He's come the day before it come out. That's how much he was like, I'm not about the price. Put me the Prem badges, Prem badges on, yeah. and, and I'm having it. And, and that's the thing. And I went to the Stoke shop the other day, and this girl saying, oh, well, kit's not selling very well, and blah, blah, blah. So, well, at the end of the day, they're not doing well, so mm. it, it, you will see a drop in sales. I said, but... Because the, the, problem, the reason why it is is that most people want to put somebody on the back of the shirt. They want to put an hero on the back of the shirt, and at the moment, there isn't an hero. There's yeah. nobody there. So it, it comes down to all that. But anyway, we've gone negative again. Number one for me, without any question, no, everybody knows what it is. Stoke five, Bolton nil yeah. in the semi-final of yeah. the FA Cup. Yeah. Greatest day of my Stoke City life. Yeah, same. Well, it's, same. Not, it's not the greatest moment, but it's the greatest game I've been. Yeah. It's the um, greatest day. The day was the good whole, as well. Yeah, that, Everything. it was great because it was me and my dad. And... We didn't expect much. My we, we dad wasn't going to go, but he thought, go on, I'll go with you. Because he was waiting for the final. And uh, he said, he goes, come on, then we'll go. And he came, and we couldn't believe it. Because the whole day was brilliant, we got a train up. And we couldn't get in any of the pubs, because they were all rammed yeah. by the time we got there. So we went to Lidl. And when we went to Lidl, there was a few people there, but there wasn't loads there. And I can remember we went to get, to get I think it was a 18 crate we got. And we were just drinking, and more and more people were coming. Yeah. More and more people were coming, and it was all Stoke fans. It was yeah. just, and then before you knew it, the entire car park was full of Stoke fans. The police were bringing horses down. People were misbehaving. They were throwing bottles at windows and all that. Lot. Yeah. But you could see it was like it was such a great atmosphere. It was a party atmosphere. It was day. everybody was bouncing yeah. around, but he disappeared when free. Man City fans came around the corner to get some fags from the shop and you do, yeah, <laughs> all these bottles were flying over all this And I can remember this woman parked this car and it was there was loads of Stoke fans. I mean, at this point, there must have been about 300 Stoke fans in this car park. And she pulled in like it was just a normal day. Yeah. And she started having a go, you're, going, you're all animals, you're all, oh, you're all that, northern monkeys, you're all, all animals. And I thought, you're going to regret that, love, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you're going to regret yeah, that. Yeah. And I said, I noticed my dad and goes, yeah, watch, watch what they'll do in a minute. She went in, this, these two lads had a wheel on the back of a car. <laughs> so, like I say, she regretted that quickly. Oh. I mean, we were, because obviously you get designated pubs, don't you? Yeah. And we were designated two pubs. And I think it's one of the gardeners or something. You couldn't get in there, couldn't move. And we, the other one was like a warehouse with a bar in. You walked in, there was like footprints on the ceiling. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it was like I don't know. It was like the Phoenix Club in there. It was it was it was a right dirt all. But we come out, and someone had got word that the team bus was coming in because it goes underground. Yeah, again, we, we saw a big set of doors. Yeah, we saw them go in. Yeah, they, they come in and it's it's like a big set of door, dead doors, and then they go under. And all I remember is stood outside that bar, and there were Stoke fans one side of the road, Stoke fans the other side, Stoke fans above on the concrete plinth around the, all singing and when the Reds at the same time. No one was out anywhere. Everyone had big flags going, and as the, all the players were looking through the window on the bus and stuff, and. I just had this feeling, it was like, this is our time now. Yeah. And it was just everything about the day. I was still pinching myself the next day. 
it was it, the whole time was incredible. I remember it like it was yesterday, and I thought it's gave me, it's gave me, I could see that's gave me my moment. That is, as a Stoke fan, it, it's, it's a shame, but I think that's gave me my moment. That is, yeah. Um, and it's he, 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 he sort of nearly puts me to tears now thinking about it. That I can't believe the club, the way the club's gone since then. It really upsets me at times. Yeah. To how good we the club could have gone if they if they just spent that extra bit of money, if they just thrown that extra bit of money in and gone for it, where we would have been. I, I always remember as well when I come back because we we got back in good time, and uh, I let down bed off, and there was not a, it was a Sunday bearing in mind there was nobody sober anywhere yeah. everyone who couldn't make that game was partying all through Sunday and I remember work phoning me saying are you at work tomorrow I was like are you for real <laughs> <laughs> like you won't see me till Tuesday <laughs> if, if not Wednesday <laughs> it's it's not happening well I, I, I was lucky I, I knew what was going happens because it was a Sunday so I been two day, two. I was working nights at the time <coughs> I booked, I booked the Sunday night Sunday, off, yeah. the Monday night and the Tuesday. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just, just in case, because I was, because weirdly enough, it was the first time ever, because I, I went out on a Sunday night. Not the first time ever, but the first time in a long time I went out drinking. I went up Hanley, because I was, I was in Hanley when we got dropped off on the train. And, and my mum came and picked my dad up and goes, where are you going? He goes, I'm getting out. Yeah. And I went to Hanley on my own, I didn't. Everybody was just singing Stoke songs. Yeah. Everybody was going down the alleyways singing, Oh, well, they're right. It was just, I've never seen anything like it. It, it shows you the pandemonium that, yeah. that happens when there's a chance of winning silverware. Yeah. And it just, just imagine what Stoke would be like if we'd brought that trophy home. I'll I tell you one thing, we Stoke fans get a bad rep sometimes, but fair enough, I know people aren't there now and stuff like that, but... When things are good, we are great as and a group. When, when yeah. things go well, for how small our group is, we've got the best group in the world. Yeah. Without a question of doubt. And I, can, I can still remember, at the end of that game, seeing Stoke fans leaving through the turnstiles. And standing there thinking, this isn't over yet. Yeah. And I just heard Delilah come through the speakers at the very end. Because he said he would play it at the beginning or something. It was in the paper. Well, yeah, because he... he, he the problem is we don't sing the whole song we only sing that snippet yeah, yeah. It's, it's we don't sing anything like the original but when he when they did play play the full version at the end i just remember walking out thinking i can't breathe mm. i've never sung that loud ever i can remember, I can remember the, the end and i remember everybody was singing the yeah. at the same time the flags were going around behind the goal and everything it was great but yeah. you, the thing the thing really annoys you about stoke song like when you listen to man city's blue moon they sing the whole thing yeah yeah but with stoke it's like she stood there yeah. laughing <laughs> you always know <laughs> the music's still playing yeah and nobody's singing and it's like <laughs> you always notice the stoke fans who, do, who have oh, bit fair weather because they never know the first bit so like someone will start it off and they'll be like that break up and they go you're thinking you even come here anytime yeah but that, that was like me when I was young with um, when the Reds go marching in not Reds go marching in what's it called I wanna be <coughs> yeah. in the number but I didn't know what I didn't know what that meant yeah so phrase was like oh well we are to the it's like when you go it's like when you go church isn't it you have some games yeah there's yeah. always that one next to you knows every hymn 
Yeah, yeah. Every year. Yeah, I, thinking, I don't know, I don't go to church to be honest with you. But you get, you get a wedding or something. <laughs> we've picked four hymns for the wedding. We it's, we've got this beautiful hymn. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was part of the Stoke fans because Man United and Liverpool, you know, off, off Beart, that song we had to sing at the beginning, which I never knew was a tradition until Stoke went there. That abide by me. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I can't remember how people were like sheets going abide. Yeah, because <laughs> no, we're no Stoke like fans. No, yeah. we, we were the first ever Stoke fans to say that. Yeah, because we've never been in a final before. Yeah. So it was great. I mean, that, that's that's the I think the feeling that makes you want to pinch yourself, and it's a moment, a very special moment, and you don't take it in at the time. The, the reason why the, the final for me is the biggest moment in our history is its history. Yes, that's true. We were the first people to see Stoke in a final. Yeah, all those. How many? Cool. How many of us went? Was it twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand? Yeah, we did. We got the allocation was cut, wasn't it, for corporate? And though we were the first people to sing "Goodbye by Me," we were the first people to sit there and watch Stoke in an FA Cup final. And it's history. Yeah, which is why it's the biggest moment for me in the last decade. Yeah, because there's history there. For me, the, the decade before was getting promoted because we'd never done it before. The decade we're going to leave now is getting to an FA Cup final. Yeah. I'll I tell you what surprises me, though. I don't know if it's big club mentality, but you see clubs like Chelsea, Liverpool and, and stuff like that, and when it's not quite going right for them and they've lost in the cup, and then it comes to the end of the season and they start questioning the manager and stuff like that, I'm just thinking, you what need a reality check. Because a lot of the big clubs, they might go, well, we haven't won the FA Cup for two years, but then they win it for two years. Yeah. Like Chelsea. For what, at one point, they were always in the final. Yeah. Whether they won or lost. And the next, oh, well, we're not happy with the manager, he lost in the FA Cup. You're thinking, yeah. you lot need a reality check. Right, speak time. The thing is with them, if they don't win silverware, they're all crying, aren't they? When, when us Stoke fans are crying out for just one bit of silverware. I mean, like I said, if I saw Stoke win an FA Cup, I'd die happy. Well, the thing is, I suppose if, if we had a Chelsea fan now sitting with us, and he was the same, same age as us, how many FA Cup finals have you been to? Well, I bet there's a fair few he's been to. Yeah, I bet there's none he's been to as well, if he's up being. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, do you know what I mean? You're just thinking, well, you got to the final a few times when we were a kid. Well, I mean, under like all this everybody. Well, it's like these United fans and glory hunters who work at my place and stuff like that. And I say to him, how many times have you go? And I said to Martin once, he goes, how many times have you been Anfield? He goes, I've never been. I goes, you're a Liverpool fan, but you've never well, the supporter, can't call yeah. them fans. Fan goes, I goes, so you're you no know, a fan is a one to go into you're a fan of something not a supporter yeah so uh, i said to you so you've never been you, so i'm a stoke fan and i've been anfield more times than you have well what do you mean he goes well i've been three times and you've never been once so you're supposed to be a liverpool fan he goes yeah well we're the best he goes yeah i feel sorry for you what do you mean i feel sorry for you because you don't support a team you just sit sat there at home watching the tv you might yeah and it's like spray united fan never been old trafford and yeah. i said to him once ago you do know Old Trafford is an actual place. It's not a TV series. Yeah. <gasps> You're joking, aren't you? No, no. Honestly, it's a real place. I've been. I've, I've been in them seats. The thing is, most you can have this conversation with a lot of fans, and they'll all say the same: support your local team, blah blah blah. But the clubs won't won't ever see it like that because they money. It's like Asia. How many in Asia? They all support United, Liverpool, Chelsea. They spend thousands of pounds on the kit every year yeah. 
for the family and stuff like that. Yeah, fair enough. The you class them as a fan because they're following them, what they do all the time. But when they're spending money, that's what the club wants, and it's this is why we've got the Asia Cup over there because yeah. it brands the teams that go out there. They, they, they might like them and then they start buying their merchandise and yeah, stuff. Why they go Asia? Yeah. So uh, so that's it. Our favourite moment is uh, the semi-final f- uh, five now. Right, so we'll, like I say, we'll touch on a bit a bit of other things that happened in the decade. And for me, the one big thing that's happened, well, the two big things that have happened in the decade is Alex Ferguson retiring and Arsenal, Arsene Wenger leaving Arsenal. Well, they're two that I didn't think of, so yeah. Good, uh, yeah, Alex Ferguson, probably one of the greatest managers in our decade, really. The well, greatest. I wouldn't say he's the greatest. I think that goes down to the Brazil manager in nineteen seventies, the greatest manager of all time. But in our era, I'd, I'd say, I'd say, the thing is, Alex Ferguson. I'd say, without a question of a doubt, he's the greatest domestic manager I've seen. Yeah, without a question. There's nobody yeah. in English British football who's won anything like he has. No. He had a consistency of that team. It was incredible, but uh, and he could I get judge the best him. out of some awful players as well. well that's what I mean. Yeah, but I judge him on only winning two European Cups in a long still. So when yeah. somebody says to me he's the greatest, I'm sorry. Yeah, to only win, win and to be honest, it took him nearly ten years to win his first, and then it took him ten years to win nearly ten years to win his second. Yeah, which is to me when Zinedine Zidane wins three. In two and a half seasons as a manager, yeah, it comes to me. It comes a bit weird. Like Brian Clough, he won the same amount of European Cups, and he only he only managed in three tournaments. Yeah, which shows you that there's, yeah. there's something special in other managers. For me, I was I've always believed that Brian Clough was the best because he turned a team from the from the Championship into a team that won back to back European Cups. Yeah, and that for me is just an incredible thing when. Ferguson did what he did at Man United. Man United were one of the richest clubs in the world, one of the biggest, most well followed. I think, I think it's, le- I think sometimes it's, it's, it's where the achievements come from. So like Leicester this season, they finished second this season. Oh, it's great! It's, it's a great achievement. It's an incredible achievement. Not even though he's not, he's not won anything, it's still a great achievement. Like you say with Clough. He didn't really have the, the the financial muscle that United had in the nineties. Well, he, he did have money, but, he, but not like they had, and not not like Man United had in the eighties and nineties. I mean, the amount of money that Ferguson spent and didn't win a trophy was that he nearly got the sack for it. Yeah, he, like I say, he's, he's still he's still a great man. He's he's a great man in football in history, and that's why I thought we'll have to talk about him. Well, just a quick snippet because I know everyone, not many Stoke fans like him. Let's be honest, but he was a great manager. Yeah, he was. Yeah. In Wenger, there's only one thing you can say about Arsene Wenger. Hey, let's all do a Wenger. Let's all do a Wenger. Nah, nah, nah. How long was that, Kevin? Uh, <laughs> I just remember that now. He's just come in as a moment. That was a great moment, that was. When we went, let's all do a Wenger. Yeah. Let's all do a Wenger. Plus, as well, the, he didn't see that. He say it all the time. He, all the time. <laughs> he didn't see that. Yeah. One of his players, two foots, one of the Stoke players. Well, uh, I didn't see any contact. And, uh, <laughs> you didn't see that. I'll have to watch it when I get rugby team and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I missed that. That's now that's a great moment. 
mm. where we used to sing Swing oh, Yeah, against Arsenal, yeah. yeah. Swing Because I remember at one point, you could, it was definitely when we used to sing that. Oh, it was, it was great times. Yeah. It was great times anyway, when we were playing against... Arsenal were like the old modern day Port Vale for, for a bit. Yeah, well, to be honest, I hate more than anyone, I I hate Arsenal. I really do. Like... For me, if somebody says, like, who, who's your biggest rival, I can't say Vale because I only saw them when I was a kid. Yeah. For me, it's it's Arsenal. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not bothered about Wolves. I'm not bothered about West Brom. Yeah. I'm not bothered about Vale or Birmingham. So for me, it's Arsenal. I hate Arsenal. Can't stand them. Yeah. And Man United and Liverpool. They're my rivals because I can't stand them. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's... Um, it was, we had some great games against Arsenal. Oh, yeah. I can remember that time when we got absolutely robbed when it, it should have been 4 0. Um, when Bowie had that goal disallowed for yeah. interfering with play. Yeah. It was uh, terrible. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we have had some bad moments as well with the Ramsey leg break yeah, and that stuff. Yeah, that was a horrible moment. That was a bad night, that was. It was, yeah. It was a bad night for football, really, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was horrible, especially the treatment of Ryan after that. Yeah. Was, was disgraceful. But to be fair, the Stoke fans didn't tell them a situation with that horrendous song. He's only got one leg. Yeah, he walks with a limp, walks yeah. with a limp, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, a, a disgraceful, lad. Yeah, the thing is, there's always going to be some madness idiots, isn't there? Yeah, so. there always is. But anyway, the, that's the end of it, the decade now. Isn't well, it? So. I've got a couple of things about what you mentioned. Right, go on. Goal line technology came in. Oh, wow, VAR came in. I hope it goes so. out again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen with VAR? To be I'm honest. not a fan of VAR at the moment. I think it's ruining it. To be honest, yeah. I mean, I some of the offsides are absolutely scandalous. Oh my god, look at that! His toenails offside. Yeah. No, offside. Massive advantage, Ellis. It's like today, Liverpool Wolves. That was net. Not today. When was it? It was the other day. Once it. When was it? Um, it was two two days ago. Once it. Yeah. yeah. Wolves. Wolves and Liverpool. That game. His, his, his hand was offside. <laughs> It should be all of your offsides. That's what I mean. It's his hand or, or in yeah. a, a perfect position. Having his hand offside isn't going to make it yeah. any advantage. The problem is, though, when it first came out, they turned around and said that VAR was for the big decisions. Mm. If they were unsure about a big decision, i.e. a red card, a penalty, stuff like that, now it's like... Well, uh, like, did, did he have more that on the halfway line? VAR. And you're thinking, <laughs> just let the ref deal with that, it's on the halfway line. But it was like the Pookie goal as well, against Tottenham. That was never offside as well, I think he, it was, his, it was his, his little finger offside or something. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not good enough. No. It, and it, it, the, the thing is, that fair enough giving offside if he's offside, if he's in an advantage. Yeah. But having your little finger offside isn't a bloody advantage in any shape or form. And to be honest, Pookie was more behind the centre-back. The trouble is, just he, was, he was leaning forward oh, like that. What, dabbing? He's just dabbing <laughs> like that. Uh, how far is it going to go? Is it going to be like, VAR, why? Well, uh, that's my throw. Well, well, if you look dead close, his nostril airs yeah. <laughs> If you look at the ball clips, his laces. That's <laughs> my throw. That's uh, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a fan of VAR. Goal line really technology, I am a fan of. That was a good decision. It's worked yeah. well, that is. Yeah, but what, that was years before. The it was 2014. When it was brought in. Oh, was it? Yeah, that's, um, that's, that was a good one, that is. He did start in, in league football, he started in the World Cup. For yeah, his, he always start in the World um, Cup, um, yeah, France, that one. France game against Honduras. Yeah, that was a good one, that um, 
make sure we know where if the whole ball's got across. It's a great decision, that. Yeah, it is because it's, it's black and white. They went to yeah. over the line, or it isn't. So it's that's the problem with VAR. There's still that that there's still doubt in it. Yeah. If, you, if you, it's all in. Even though there's a screen there showing you what it is, there's still that little bit of doubt of oh yeah, but his, his little finger is off. It's, it, it, for me that it's still that's still a problem. Yeah. If it's like a terrible foul and you look again and go, yeah, that's a foul, that is, I'm sorry, that is a penalty. Yeah. It is different. But I think, even though we might hate VAR, I think there's been a fairness. That, uh, there's been, a, of course, not fairness towards Liverpool. Liverpool seem to be having a lot of rub of the green, really. But There's been a lot of good decisions. Well, there has been a lot of good yeah, decisions yeah, as well. Where, And if you look at the league table, it does look like a bit more of a fairer system. Like, Wolves are fifth yeah. or sixth. And then you've got Palace who are seventh, and then you've got Arsenal are ninth, and yeah. Man United are eighth, and or seventh. And I think it has made a big difference, and it will. I think it, when because at the moment it's new, and at the moment it's growing pains, and, yeah. and I think there has got to be an idea of what offside is and what isn't. It's got to be an advantage, and having your nostril air offside. It's not gaining any advantage. It's, it's no advantage there, especially the Pookie goal, because his his standing legs were actually further yeah. behind the centre back. Well, it, so the centre back had the advantage uh, as well. Well, if you you can't gain an advantage by your hand being offside, because you can't touch the ball with your hand. Yeah. So, so it, your hands and arms don't matter. It, it's just ridiculous for me. It's just just yeah. stupidity. Well, the thing is, Jamie Redback made a good point in the Man City Wolves game cup. Uh, about five six days ago, um, when he said the fans were singing, you don't know what you're doing, and he was looking at him and he's thinking, well, the last three decisions were VAR, nothing do with me, well, yeah, because yeah. VAR stepped in and gone, and he's just well, thinking, well, no, it's singing, it's after the pookie goal was disallowed, it, it's not football anymore, not football yeah. anymore, yeah. Yeah, I think ref might as well just sit on the sidelines if Vaughan's going to do it. I, I think the problem is now they're putting their hand up to everything now. It's like, is that for, no, Vaughan, Vaughan, it's Vaughan. Oh. And it's, I think you've got to move on anyway, yeah. which is what we'll do. What's, what, anything else? Well, the, the biggest shock of, of the decade for me was probably Leicester winning the title. Oh, yeah, that was a big moment, that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were 5,000 to 1. I know, I, 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 I can remember that season. Do you want me to tell you what won them that season? That run of Jamie Vardy, because nobody was because if you looked, they were second. Yeah, they were second behind City, I think it was, but nobody was paying attention to that. No, because everybody was talking about Jamie Vardy's record, yeah. breaking Van der Sar's record, and then trying to break with uh, what's his name? That'll be striker's name, and it, nobody was noticing that. They were, they were incredible. Yeah. They were winning every week. Yeah. Nobody was noticing that. They were going, Vardy's going to break the record. Vardy's going I think to... it was only Arsenal who beat him over and away. Yeah, they, that they lost season. as well. They lost yeah. three times. They were, they were incredible. I remember they the way they came down Stoke and they were so quick with the ball. It was like, go yeah. up the pitch and we were, we were, we'd lost. Yeah. As simple as that. They were incredible. And um, I think it's one, it's one of the moments I'll remember. Yeah, I mean, that. Jamie Vardy, I mean, from where he's come from as well, he's he's, mm, he's fantastic this season as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a good player. I think it's just a shame he didn't really have a, an England career. Nothing because, you know, the Stoke thing was that Uth won the title, didn't he? Oh, no, yeah, he did he's win in the, the title. Sad, though. Yeah, no, when Mark Hughes and Skull said he's finished, and then he goes on and wins the title with Leicester. The only thing that made me laugh was he had Uth with uh, Morgan at centre-off. 
Yeah. They look more like two doors with two sets yeah. of You're brilliant now. Yeah, do a class. Well, Morgan had to go the hard way, didn't he? I think he started at Stockport County and had to throw <coughs> his way in his stripes. Well, if you look at that team, they had Albright then from Villa as well. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I, I really like him. Danny Drake Water, who's yeah. chucked his career with yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, nobody knows where he is now. <laughs> well, there's one more moment that I thought we'd have mentioned really is uh, the World Cup. Oh the, way, oh, the World Cup was brilliant, yeah, last year. It, it, it just reminded me of when we were kids. Everybody was right behind him again. Oh, that negativity had gone. Oh, it was brilliant time. It was just a great summer. Absolutely brilliant time, that World Cup was. Absolutely brilliant. Because you got to think, we got relegated that summer. It was just a great moment to be a Stoke fan. It was Well, not a Stoke fan, but to be, to be an England fan. Because yeah. we, we were all depressed after what had happened, getting relegated and you know, going into that tournament said, yeah, I agree with a lot of people that, you know, we didn't really play anyone. Um, but you can only play what's in front of you. You can only play what's in front of you, but yeah. to be honest, I think we should have got to the final at that tournament. Yeah. We should have been beating Croatia, especially a team that we've beaten in other tournaments for years and years, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's a semi, we can't beat them. Um, but it was a great tournament. I can remember, like, the Sweden, because it, it was that hot as well. It was that well. hot, it was it beautiful. Was, it, was, it was like being abroad, and, yeah. and these matches were going on. And I felt like I was abroad. I felt like I was in Spain <coughs> while these games were going on, because it was that hot. It I was, mean, the Sweden game for us, the outside screen that we went to, yeah, it was, was just fantastic. Yeah, it was um, a great time, but you'd be an England fan at the time. Yeah. Um, task I mentioned, because, like, say, for us to get into a semi-final, for how poor we've been over the last decade as well. That's all everyone back. was talking about, though, wasn't it? At work. Yeah. It was all it England. took over. It took yeah. over. I remember every meme ad, it's coming home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, 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 in between is one where it's in the car, so the same buzz wanker, he's just waiting past going, it's coming home. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, when we got knocked out, Normally, over the last sort of ten years, it's been like the dreadful. Yeah. I walked away and I was like, "I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it this time." Yeah, it's been all right. It's it, a great, it was a great time. It really was a great time to be to be an England fan. It's yeah, great, and it's a great moment of the decade. Yeah, is that it? Is that that's all? that's about where I'm up to. Yeah, right, right then. So we'll go into New Year's story time. Mark's favourite uh, part. There you go, you've got your theme tune. Yeah, that's it now. <laughs> I think it should be longer. I've made it. <laughs> right, <laughs> if people don't know what that is, it's Jack and Ori from the 70s. <laughs> if people of a certain age will get what that was. Yeah. <laughs> right, we've got two stories from today. Right, two Here's stories. We'll start off in 1944 with the, the true legend of Freddie Steele. Freddie um, what a legend. Well, whilst he fought in World War Two, and when he was on leave, he made a rare appearance for Stoke, and he scored six goals in a 9-3 rounds against Wolves. Oh dear, he was a uh, legend he was. In a League Cup qualifying match at the Victoria Ground, he only managed nine games in the 1943-44 season, but he still managed to score 20 goals in <laughs> nine games. He was a proper legend. My yeah. granddad talked about Freddie Steele. He said he was. A, he said he, he went when I said oh, Harry Kane, Alan Shearer, good strikers. He went. <laughs> you didn't see Freddie Steele from Fenton, did you? 
I mean, <laughs> 20 goals in nine games. Oh, it's incredible, that is, isn't it? And he was on leave for the forces, so I bet he had to go back. I bet he's top goal scorer that season. <laughs> Imagine if he'd done the entire season. Uh, yeah. Top goal scorer goes easily to 100 goals. <laughs> is that Wolves thinking? Freddie Steele, and he in the war? <laughs> scores six, then he comes back. <laughs> wow. What a guy, what a legend. Uh, what a legend Freddie Steele was, yeah. Right, and another bit of history from uh, today, uh, 1965, another true legend, um, Stanley Matthews was honoured in the New Year's, the Queen's New Year's honours list. Oh, that's good, yeah. Um, and he was the first footballer to be knighted. Yeah, he was, he was um, the first one, wasn't he? Born as well, that's the thing. Um, and he was still playing for Stoke at the time when he was uh, honoured in the New Year's honours list. It was a big thing that was back then, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. It is like now where you're getting free in a lucky bag. Yeah. You, you had to achieve things. Ireland from this morning. He's <laughs> <laughs> not far off. Like, it's anybody. Anybody, yeah. <laughs> Francis yeah. Spinelli. Yeah. Just like Gino Di <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen eventually. It'll yeah. be like X Factor where you've got that bloke with his voice going, Today's on list, Francis Benelli! It's like the Queen's speech on Christmas Day. I watched it, I'm very, I'm very royal. Oh, yeah. Does she still say what she's to every year? Um, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year for every those. Every year she said that. For those who've been saying it. I like Queen Pan. We don't know what's going on with Brexit. <laughs> we still don't know what's happening. I don't know what she sounds like, eh? I don't know what that sounds like. Sounds like Jim Bowie. Jim Bowie, I'll tell you what, man. Okay, good guy. That's bloody thingy. That's that's, that's a <laughs> Good guy, good guy. Here's what you could have won. That's my guest, Bowie. That's Bowie. <laughs> yeah, that's the two stories from today's date. So, uh, obviously, next week we'll uh, find some more for you. So, as the women haven't played and aren't playing till the 5th. We're going to wish you all an Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you as well. All of you, Happy New Year. We've got to thank you very much for following us all this year. We know you are. Steve Turnbull and all the rest of you that have been following. Anyone who's been a guest, we want to thank you. And next year, we're only going to get bigger and stronger. We're going to start doing videos. We're going to start making a real fan page for everybody so that you can get more involved with Stoke City. So, like I say, thank you, and I hope you keep listening. ta -ra. All the best.